This is Rama for Today Radio. So we build a cabinet at the end of the kitchen, you know, built in, beautiful, beautiful. Put a sink in, I put the water in the house. We've got water. Now we don't have hot water, but we've got running water. We still had to heat water in the tea kettle on the stove. Anybody know about that? And then some folks in the church just griped about that. But I don't have running water in my house. Well, my answer was, if you wasn't so lazy, you could. That's God. I mean, I didn't ask anybody to do it. Just dug the ditch myself. I got him. I wasn't that good. He was a finished carpenter. See, I could have built some kind of a cabinet, but it would have looked like it would have been in the barn instead of the house. But he was a finished carpenter. I mean, brother, that, that's his, you know, he, he, he's expert. So he built the cabinet. And I did the plumbing. Thank you for joining us on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. To our radio and podcast listeners, we want you to know that we appreciate you and are blessed every time you make the decision to be with us. Today, there's more of Kenneth E. Hagan's teaching on the healing anointing. If you've been listening, you've been developing your faith for healing. So let's continue with these powerful teachings. And I'll be back after the message to give you details about this month's special radio offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan. Now, just like that there are rules and laws that govern the operation of electricity in the natural realm, there are rules and laws that govern the operation, this is my comment now, the operation of the healing anointing in the spirit realm. Then again, by comparing the two, and I think really that you have to take natural things to compare, to understand spiritual things. Jesus did that same thing. He would talk about sheep, shepherds, amen, sheepfolds, in explaining spiritually. He would talk about vineyards and so on and so forth in, in using those as an illustration to illustrate spiritual things. Otherwise, what are you going to compare it with? You see, how are you going to illustrate it? So, as I said to you, electricity was in existence from the time that God created the universe. Why didn't it manifest itself? You see, that's another problem. Why doesn't the power of God, if it's here, manifest itself? Because it doesn't manifest itself, well, people would say, well, it's not there. But it is, isn't it? Well, electricity was there. It did not manifest itself. You think about the years gone by as we studied in, in history when men lived in caves. To begin with, didn't have any light or any fire. Finally discovered, you see, how to make fire. You think about the, the thousands of years that people, you know, had no lights except candles or lamps. Then in modern time, we might say, Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity. Now men know electricity exists. They don't know what it'll do. They don't know how to harness it. They don't know how to put it to work because they don't know the rules. They don't know the laws that govern the operation of electricity. 
So Thomas A. Edison experimented and worked and experimented thousands of hours. Did more than anybody else did about learning the rules, the laws that govern the operation of electricity. And we just take it for granted today until something serious happens. You know, all the blessings we've received from electricity, what a blessing it's been to mankind, humanity. You don't realize what a blessing it is until a storm comes along and blows all the lines down. You've got no electricity. The refrigerator doesn't run. The deep freeze defrosts and all your meat runs. And your frozen vegetables. And, and it's hot and there's no air conditioning. And then some of us are old enough to remember back yonder, you know, when we didn't have any of these things. Amen. Isn't that right? Modern day, it's hard for them to realize, Keith, because all their life they're used to them, you see. But we can, I can remember, you know, when I was a little kid, as a father, we didn't have any electric refrigerators. We had an ice box. Some of us, it's hard for us because we got used to that. We still call them ice boxes. <laughs> Fellow come around delivering ice. Us little old kids, you know, we used to follow along behind him, you know, because... You know, this house, he takes 25 pounds. That house, he takes 50 pounds. And he'd chip it off because it comes out in great big block. And there's little chips, you know, little, little chips of ice. And we can get them, you know. Follow along barefoot behind this. You see, when I was a little kid, you see, he pulled out an ice wagon with a horse. Horse drawn. Finally, got him Model T Ford, you know. Deliver ice to there to every house up and down the block, you know. Somebody else delivering ice to the stores uptown, you see. But then one by one, you see, we got to, got to, well, you know, when my wife and I first married, we just had an ice box. We never had a refrigerator. We was parents of our second church, and both Ken and Pat were born before we ever got a refrigerator. Man alive, we thought, man, we, we've gone to heaven. <laughs> I mean, we've gone to heaven. I mean, that's all there is to it, you know. Pat was just a baby, and she is on a bottle. You know, you feed her every four hours. I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning and because she'd wake up and start crying. Now, I had her bottle set, you know, in that refrigerator. And, and, you know, you put it over in a pan of water, light the stove and warm it up, you know, put it on the back of your wrist to be sure you don't get it too hot or too cold, you know. While I'm standing there waiting, you see, I finally learned, you know, you can make ice cream in that thing. I was always an ice cream eater. One fellow one time was griping because I bought ice cream. I said, that's all right. If you don't like it, I'll give you your nickel back. <laughs> he said, how come you to know I just put a nickel in the offering? I said, because nickel givers always gripe. <laughs> if you hear anybody griping, you know they're nickel givers. <laughs> Amen. If I had time, I'd meddle a while, but I just don't have time. <laughs> Amen. I won't take the time at least. That's right. So I learned to make ice cream in that thing, you know, and I always had some there, you know, and I'd start eating ice cream at four o'clock in the morning. Sure nice. Sometimes I wouldn't turn that heat up too high so it'd be slower about warming up. I could eat more ice cream. Just a little fire under you don't take time for the water to get to going, you know. But man, we just thought, you know, we were in hog heaven. You know what I mean by that expression? <laughs> we got a refrigerator, you know. Got a refrigerator. We still, see, this is the second church that we pastored, and we, we don't have running water in the house. 
got a path <laughs> instead of a bath. This second church we pastored. All young people nowadays have it easy. Amen. And uh, then the third church we pastored, we didn't have running water in the house. No water in the kitchen. You've got to carry it in in a bucket. Amen. And then the fourth church we pastored, we didn't have running water in the house. We're talking about now 1943. We don't have running water in the house. Now here we did have a hydrant out in the yard. You could go out there and fill up a bucket. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'd learned a little bit through the years. A fellow ought to know something, you know. I'd help a fellow build some houses. So I learned a little bit about carpenter work. I learned to paint and paper. I learned a little electrical work just from him, just being a helper. I learned a little about plumbing. And so I said, uh, you know, you don't, that, that hydrant is out here in front of the, actually right in front of the kitchen window, one of the windows in the kitchen, about 15 feet. Very, very easy matter just to dig a little trench down there, you know, and put in 15 feet of pipe, bring it up, riser up inside. But you do that, you still don't have any cabinet there. So I got a preacher that was also a cabinet maker and being full of wisdom as well as the Holy Ghost. I got him to preach at night and build me a cabinet in the daytime. <laughs> See? So we build a cabinet at the end of the kitchen. You know, built in, beautiful, beautiful. Put a sink in. I put the water in the house. We've got water. Now, we don't have hot water. But we've got running water. We still had to heat water in the tea kettle on the stove. Anybody know about that? And then some folks in the church just griped about that. Well, I don't have running water in my house. Well, my answer was, if you wasn't so lazy, you could. Bless God. I mean, I didn't ask anybody to do it. Just dug the ditch myself. I got him. I wasn't that good. He was a finished carpenter. See, I could have built some kind of a cabinet, but it would have looked like it ought to have been in the barns of the house. <laughs> but he was a finished carpenter. I mean, brother, that, that's his. You know, he, he, he's expert. So he built the cabinet. I did the plumbing. See? And it's, it's amazing how many people will gripe and fuss at the preacher because he has something. He's got running water in the house. Do you know that? Man, we had a, a refrigerator, you know, over there. We'd had one of them now for a couple of years. And we got running water. Oh, wow. We thought we couldn't get, and, and three rooms to live in. Three room parsonage. Well, we just thought we'd arrived. <laughs> Man, we're, we're, we're in heaven. Boy, it couldn't be any better than this, surely. But then, you see, in that same house, it was a, you know, we just had a wood stove that you heat the thing by. You know, you heat a, you, you, you heat the living room. Bedroom's cold. You don't have any heating at all. We just got one bedroom. All four of us slept in the same room. And in the kitchen, you see, you got a cook stove, an old kerosene cook stove. Did you ever have seen one of them, you know? And then this is during the war, World War II, you know, 1943. So you can't buy parts for the thing. And, you know, it's smelly. All your food smells like kerosene or coal oil. Everything you cook, you know. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, I want to tell you about a special offer from Ken and Lynette. 
the Health Food Devotions. On October 1, 1979, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan began prayer and healing school on the Broken Arrow campus of Rama Bible Training College in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Health Food Devotions is a compilation of Kenneth Hagan's teachings on healing during his first year of prayer and healing school. To order, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99, 1-888-FAITH-99. Ask the operator for Kenneth E. Hagan's book, Health Food Devotions, for a discounted price of $12.75. That number again is toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99, 1-888-FAITH-99. Order online by December 19th and have your product in time for Christmas. If you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. We always love to hear from our listeners, and there are resources to help with finances, marriage, and work. So write in or email us. Become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. You know, hon, we have our Word of Faith magazine. Mm -hmm. We have all kinds of things, and you can go you to Rama. You can see us on Roku. Yeah, Roku. We stream live our services. Yes. You can go to rama.org, and you can find podcasts there, and yes. you can download previous Rama praises That's if right. you want to. You can listen to our radio broadcast, yes. our Rama for Today. All these things can be accessed. Right? Mm -hmm. And the Word of Faith magazine, you can ask for a hard copy, but yes. you can download it or you can read it right online, right That's there. Right. We encourage you to order your copy of Health Food Devotions by Kenneth E. Hagan, a day-by-day -day instruction on healing. Just call 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, that's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan continues to give you some of his messages on the healing anointing.